the John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I fucking love them. I can't get enough of them. Let's hear that for us next. Big job there from Duffy and Frank Mir is hurt now. Oh, down goes Duffy. Oh, cold. Frank Mir does it again. Rock'em, sock'em, robots here. Oh, my goodness. I believe there are a couple of absolutely self-involved bullshit artists. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian. Oh, great to be back in your life. Great to be back in your life. It's always a good day when Kenny sends me videos of dudes in a Boston accent in my Instagram stories. That was a treat. And then I thought to myself, he must be on an airplane because otherwise he's doing childcare. Sunday, January 30th, 2022. It's episode 334 of the Anakin Florian podcast. Right? See, Ken Flo not all up on Instagram when he's home. Good to see you, man. <laughs> Welcome to Los Angeles. What's going on, dude? Well, it was know, a long one. Yeah. I mean, right. It's not as right. It is. You get conditioned to doing these coast to coast flights, but it's long, man. Five hours, especially going out Charlotte to L.A. Um, Long time to be on a metal tube. No doubt. So, um, well, it's great to see you. We have a lot to get to today. We're going to have Max Payne Griffin on the program. He'll step in for for Jimmy Krause on the main event challenge. We'll also talk to him about his main event or uh, co-main event, I should say, coming up against Neil Magny, March 26th in Columbus, Ohio. No card designation spot yet for Max Griffin, but very exciting for him. We'll also talk to the fourth-ranked UFC welterweight contender Vicente Luque, who is fighting Bilal Muhammad. That is a rematch, and that is a main event on April 16th, likely at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. So a lot coming up today. We'll check in with Ray Longo on a Sunday night. Likes the primetime slot, does Longo, so we'll see how chipper or not he is later. Um, But today is our 2022 intern sweepstakes, and we apologize for keeping these 12 or so individuals waiting this long um but we're bringing on an intern um and i know people are like oh i'm, I'm not even a listener anymore because you're not paying the intern good news your comments have made this from a non-paid internship to a paid internship ken flow just fucking froze up on me not a good start today kenny can you hear me what's the fucking frequency kenneth Kenny, can you hear me? All right, Kenny can't hear me. But yeah, we're giving you a Christmas bonus, which will essentially count as your payment. So it's a paid internship for the 2022 Anakin Florian podcast. Ken Flo is sharpening up and focus a little bit, but I'm certainly not going to deal with this for the bulk of the program. Kenny, can you hear me? So basically today we are going to play for you the 12 videos for our 2022 internship sweepstakes, okay? Kenny, Cody, and I each have to come up with a top four, and then those four individuals will be voted on by the listenership, combined with the three of us as we welcome in our executive producer, Cody Merrill. And that will determine our intern. So um, basically the only thing that we told these individuals was try to maximize your 60 seconds. And I think for Kenny and Cody, we all have different criteria. Um, Cody, this individual is going to work hand-in-hand hand with you. I don't know if you're nervous, but this is a pretty big deal for you. All right, why would I be nervous? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot on the line here. Like, I, you don't want me to sabotage this whole process and find someone who can't fill in your gaps. I know you don't have a lot of weaknesses per se, but you do have some gaps that need filling. Well, eh, it depends who you ask. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kenny, can you fucking hear us? All right, so... I mean, we might have to do this with All right, Cody just kicked him out of the goddamn show. All right, Thank so you. Kenny's going to come back in whenever he can. And just good on you, Cody, for handling all of the bells and whistles that are coming our listeners' way and also handling 
Kenny's technical difficulties. All right. So is there anything else that I need to get out there um, before we play uh, the video? I don't think so, John. Be kind. All right. All right I'm going to be kind. And um, with that, um, let us see and hear our submissions for our 2020 paid internship. All right. That's what they call dead air in the business. So I'm filling it. What's up guys? My name is Michael and I currently work in television. I entered this contest because I've immersed myself in watching martial arts. It has consumed my Saturday night so much so that I even got my girlfriend to start recognizing the fighters and their backstories. As a 32 year old man, I'm definitely not looking to wash another grown man's underwear or wax anyone's car, but I am very interested in talking some fucking fight cards. It would be killer to do something with all of this information I absorb. I want to learn even more, help with preparation wherever I'm needed, and get involved in MMA. I know that I can add something to the equation. And if you haven't already picked someone, since I know how some of these contest things can go, don't hesitate to give me a shot. Thank you, guys. Love the show. I like Michael. I mean, I like Michael. That's a pretty good start. No foul play here. I mean, like, yeah. That this way the what is up, go. fellas, and what is up, fellow listeners of the Anik and Florian podcast? My name is Nate. This is my 2022 internship submission video. A little Let's bit about go. myself from Indiana. I'm a Chicago Bears and Manchester United fan. Not even John Anik could tell you how many more sleeps until either of those teams give me something to celebrate. I'm a Brazilian huh. jiu-jitsu blue belt. Kenny, just wow. to be able to say I'm a part of your podcast, I'm sure my instructor will finally start being nice to me. Please help. Also, Kenny, I know you're looking for somebody to kind of sway the scores in your favor. Um, I did two semesters at community college, so I definitely know how to grade on a curve. I'm your guy. But I spent the last year getting into podcasting, um, and this would just be a great resume builder to kind of take that next step, uh, help Cody out. I'd love to learn um, and pick his brain as much as possible as well. Who knows, Cody, maybe we'll be sharing some not safe for work emails here soon. Thank you guys, regardless for all the content, and uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. Peace. All right, good stuff there from Nate. Cody, can you pause the video for a second? Because I think Ken Flo is ready to hop back on, or he says he is. All right, so Chicago Bears, Manchester United, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu blue belt. Like, do I use it against people when they are jiu-jitsu practitioners, or is that like a feather in their cap? I mean, it depends. How often are you rolling around with Pahumpa? Like, how often are you seeing him? Do you want to shrimp for 30 straight minutes or what? No, not often. I'm not, so I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess that's, that's something that's in the pro pile for Nate. All right. Well, so, I just an uh, email. Like, what am I, John Gruden? Like, not, come on. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, all right, let's see. So nobody as yet has told you exactly how they're going to help you in terms of what they're going to bring to the table. But um, two very qualified individuals nonetheless. All right, as you were. God, I miss Ken Flo, though, huh? Damn, dude. Yeah. Hey, what's up, John, Kenny, Cody? I'm Luke Connell coming to you right now from northern up, New Jersey. Luke? Just wanted to say thank you for selecting me as a finalist for your 2022 internship position. I was headed to work when I heard the podcast, heard my name called, almost clipped the curb. Ah. Um, it was really caught me by surprise, but really, I think I should be the guy because I'm really passionate about mixed martial arts. I'm really passionate about your show, your program, all the segments you have on it. Um, the worst part about a week off from the UFC is a week off from your podcast. Uh, I'll always respond when called upon to the best of my ability. And if you guys do happen to go another way with somebody else, you know I'll be applying next year. Uh, I'm a fan for life. Thank you very much and happy new year. 
Happy New Year to you, Luke. I love these people, Cody. You know, I love these people. I really Luke uh, Connell setting them up for two entries. I mean, always be close. I know. All right, he's talking about next year. Go ahead, Will. Will Berger is next. I'm in it. Kenny Florian, thank you so much for choosing me to be a part of your 2022 internship sweepstakes. My name is Will Berger, and here are the reasons why I am your ideal candidate for 2022. I'm a driven, competent, clear communicator who will always deliver what you need on time. Whether it be stats, standings, data, or social media postings, I'm here to do whatever you need, as in I can be a Swiss Army knife. I have a background and bachelor's degree in audio production. I spent a lot of time recording and editing music and film. Ever since I graduated college last year, I've been wanting to translate my work into the podcast industry. Being I'm such a big fan of the show and such a big fan of the USC, I believe that between my technical skills and my passion for the sport, I will be your ideal candidate for 2022. Cool. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Will Berger's prepared. I mean, Will Berger's fucking prepared, Cody. You know, that guy's going to help you edit some shit. You know, He's ready to go. You got to send Ray the Ray Longo minute rundown. That'll be one of the intern tasks, you know? Yeah, that's right. All right, good stuff so far. So I did but, pause it. I don't know if we yeah. have Ken Flo or we don't. Yeah, I mean, I see him. I mean, he looks a little he, bit like he's Keith present Florian when he's frozen like that. Um, but Kenny, if you can hear us, we cannot hear you. So we are uh, five interns in, Cody. And um, for better or for worse, we got to keep the show the, the show rolling. The show must go on. Who's next? Dead air, feeling it. See, learn from the best. All right. <laughs> I hope Ken Flo likes the hair. And a Florian internship. Let's go. Suits a little much. Yeah. <laughs> the Anik and Florian podcast. What's up, guys? Dallas from Staten Island, New York. I'm a huge fan of the show. Tuning in every week for years now. You can catch me on episode 150, making picks against Kenny for UFC 223. A certain bus incident wrecked our picks. We made 10 fight picks. Only five of them counted. I kind of shut Ken Flo out three to zip. One of my proudest moments so far. Oh, Dallas needs to stop having these great picks here because uh, oh. I'm going to go with Calvin Cater as well. I'm going to go with Artem Lobov as well. Damn it, Dallas. How about it? <laughs> hey, hey, listen, right. Anik, we're never having Dallas on the show ever again. How's that? I'm He's too good. Well, no, I think He's great too minds. good, dude. Great Come minds. On. You already know I'm a huge fan, loyal listener of the podcast. Wow. My dedication to the sport, my knowledge of the sport is second to none. The internship has got to be me. I watch every event, every weekend, not only the big boys, UFC, PFL, Bellator. I watch the little shows, Ring of Honor, CFFC, Cage Warriors is probably my favorite outside of the U.S. I love watching fighters grow from early in the sport, right after they make their pro debut, to making their way up the ladder, getting the break into the UFC. I mean, I've been watching Paddy the Batty since he sold out the Echo Arena in Liverpool. I've been watching Ian Gary since he was fighting on the prelims and Cage Warriors. Things like that makes me happy to see them flourish in the big show. It's an honor to be considered for the internship. I hope you guys pick me. I won't do you wrong. I'll put the work in. Back in the day, I think Kenny was a little jealous of my hair. It's flourishing now. Got a little bit more lettuce on top. You got better hair than Kenny Florian. So oh, look at this guy. So loyalty might get him in the top four. He did go way beyond the 60 seconds, but that's really well done with all the video edits and everything else, Cody. That was nice. I mean, the most impressive part about that video, I mean, the vocal octave just change in timbre from you and Kenny. I mean, do you even recognize those guys? Like that's Jason Anik, not John Anik, right? 
Yeah, I mean that's uh that's that's pretty impressive stuff. I mean, I guys kind of blowing me away. I'm trying to multitask here um and have Ken Flo try by phone uh and see if he can pop on for these especially because Dallas is literally trying to do this for Ken Flo and this doesn't make for a great show. Cody, who's next? No love for John either. Everyone's a hey Ken Flo. <laughs> I know. That's hey, a- John, Kenny, Cody, and listeners. This is Jake Temko. Thank you for your consideration for this internship and to be the guy. Demographically, I don't bring anything new to the table, but I do think I'd be a great <laughs> candidate. I keep stats well. I'm well-versed in social media and passionate about the MMA community. Um, I'm an EMT. When I applied, I did it as a sliding glass door moment for a dream. So uh, getting this would definitely be some validation to continue to pursue that. Um, so thank you guys for the time. And if you choose me, won't let you down. Promise. You know, these interns deserve better. They deserve Ken Flo being here. This is really fucking sad. But I like Jake, you know, the no nonsense. Hey, if I could call him that. My bad, John. Go ahead. Keep finish your thought. No, I no nonsense, right? He's like, I'm going to come help the cause. You know, I don't have a backdrop. I'm not going to wow you with a bunch of stuff that maybe isn't going to pay the bills. You know, I'm meat and potatoes. And uh, I don't know. Jake kind of resonated with me a little bit is all. Blue collar, you know? Yeah. All right. Oscar Oscar Silva is next. This is Oscar Silva from Chicago, Illinois. And I would just like to start out by shouting out Cody Merrill for picking me to be one of the finalists for these internship sweepstakes. And I've been a fan of this podcast for a long time and to contribute to it in any way would be a complete pleasure on my end. I actually have a podcast of my own and an Instagram account with thousands of followers that Cody Mara already follows. And uh-huh. will there be people that submit that will be more qualified than me? Of course, I'm just a young college student but you'll be hard pressed to find somebody that's going to be more dedicated and passionate. I truly hope that I get to work with you guys soon. All right. Thank you, Oscar Silva and Cody. Essentially what we'll do, we'll have Ken Flo go back and listen to this episode. Hopefully his connection's better for Luke and Griffin coming up later. Oh, Colin Shay. Worcester, Massachusetts. How's it going? Anakin Florian podcast. John, Kenny, Cody, Ray, all the listeners out there, how we doing? I'm Colin uh, Shea. You can call me Colin Ballin. I'm a 23-year-old communications major at Worcester State University, currently looking to get into a field such as sports media, maybe something I'm passionate about, like MMA, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm getting at. But uh, anyway, I'm willing to do whatever it takes for this podcast, even if I have to watch Ray Longo's greasy fucking mop, I will do it, and I will do it well. But in all seriousness, I am honored and grateful for this opportunity. Really think it's a way I could get my foot in the door. And uh, I look forward to working for you guys if I can. And uh, yeah, Colin Ballin, signing out. Colin Ballin, Cody, please pause in between every submission at this point because I want to give these people a little bit of shine. Ken Flo! <laughs> oh my God, it's good to hear you. I mean, we've had some great submissions. We apologize for the technical difficulties. That was Colin Shea from what looked like a dorm room at Worcester State University. I mean, how does that pull how does that not pull at your fucking heartstrings a little bit, you know? <laughs> I love it. Up there fucking playing Coke or playing Xbox, getting Coke so in the town. We had a guy earlier named Watch Nate that. who's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu blue belt. And I was sort of wondering aloud, like, 
does that like do you want the guy to be belted in jujitsu? Like, is that like do you care about that? Because for me, I'm gonna use it against him, actually. Right. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's kind of cool. I like that. You know, he's right. obviously he's in the sport. He trains. You know, that, that's got to count for something. Right. Yeah. And then we had uh, Staten Island Dallas who made picks against you on episode 150 of the podcast. Right. We're here at episode 334. Right. And it was the episode um, before Connor threw the dolly at the bus. So, like, he lost a lot of fights, you know, but still beat you head to head. You'll have to go right. back and watch the video. You know, if he beat he me, had, I don't like him already. I yeah, don't like him. You were yeah. already, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you said back then. So clearly yeah. you haven't uh, gotten more mature as you've gotten older. So, all right, we still have a few more of these, um, but good stuff there from Colin Shea. Um, Cody, as you were, Kit. Well, I just want to say crazy fight or crazy sport, right? Like no NBA analyst is like, oh, remember last year when someone threw a bus at LeBron James' bus? Hey, or, you yeah. know, threw a dolly? I'm all yeah. over the place today, John. I'm just going to play these videos. Thanks. Hey guys, I'm Hayden Boggs. Uh, a couple of notes off the top. Uh, yes, John, I'm a man. Uh, sorry to get your hopes up. I, there's some female listenership out there somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, number two, I will wash anybody's car. Uh, the secret is elbow grease. I don't do a really fucking good job. Uh, but here's why I'm the best internship candidate. I make great picks. I make picks on every fight, every week. And I'm right. Just about all the time. So, Kraus or Kenflo, whichever one of you wants, you know, a little of advice week to week. Maybe you're not sure. Come to me, and uh, I'll help you win the main event challenge. It's that simple. And uh, you know what? Here, I'll give you guys one for free right off the top here. So, uh, first fight night back, it's Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikadze. Uh, you got to give it to Giga Chikadze here. KO, round three. Here's why. So, in his last fight against Edson Barbosa, not only did we see the... Kick, the fast, precise kicks. I mean, come out. We didn't really know that was a thing. At least. I All right. So Hayden Boggs, Cody, your mic is on mute. This show's a fucking disaster. All right, Hayden <laughs> Boggs. I will tell you, the intern will have to make picks at some point in time against Kenny Florian, right? Obviously, in a perfect world, it's a fighter, but coordinating schedules can be difficult, and the intern will be like the tertiary backup, right? So that is part of the job, I suppose. I'll just say this about Hayden Boggs, and I love the name. The secret to washing a car and the secret to almost anything in life is elbow grease. So to hear him say that, Kenny, obviously he knows that that hard because I just got my car detailed and they didn't do a great job. It's all about elbow grease. So yeah, I like it, that. Listen, if he just lied and said he was related to Wade Boggs, I mean, I he, he, he that, gets a job. But yeah, I, like, here. I know. Yeah. The no one listening to the show knows who Wade Boggs is probably. But anyways, yeah. Boggs is like really resonating with the three of us. So yeah. Hayden Boggs probably in my top four. I didn't. I thought he was more of a, like a striker, but uh, Calvin Cater, he's got a channel. Whoever does, or if it's a front challenge. But thank you guys so much for the opportunity. All right, that's the end of. Sorry, uh, I skipped submission. your analysis there, but no, that's okay. Rip up that's that ticket. And hey I, guys, I, this is Philip Howe. Phil Howe. That thought, no, 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 no. Phil Howe. Don't oh, call and him. And I'm Pope. here to tell you why I'm the next person to be the Anakin Florian podcast intern. Reason number one, I work hard. I meet my deadlines. I give everything my best. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to follow through. So you don't have to worry about me being flaky. Reason number two, I'm a likable guy. Probably not as likable as 
Ray Longo. Come on, the guy's super likable, but people like to work with me. Reason number three, the UFC is the only sport that I follow. Now, I will catch an occasional Chiefs game or maybe a Royals baseball game, but the UFC is the only sport that I follow consistently. Reason number four is it would just be a huge honor to be even a small part of this podcast. For at least three years, I've been listening to your podcast every single week. Every show is amazing, and it would just be awesome to even be just a small part of it. So this is Philip Howe. This is me. This is my face on video. Let me know. All right. Thank you, Phil Howe. And thanks for the support. He's got a oh. microphone. Clearly he can edit. And Cody, thank you for putting all of this together so beautifully as you uh, as you so often do. All right. Philip Howe is in the mix. Do we have anybody else? We do, John. I believe we have two more. All right. I'm excited. Hey guys, I really women? appreciate the opportunity. Now let's hear from an absolute freaking legend. Mr. John Anik, <laughs> Mr. Kenny Florian. It's your old friend, Raging Al Iaquinta here. And I have a recommendation for you guys. <laughs> Jake Perlstein reached out to me via cameo. And he asked <laughs> for me to vouch for him for the position <laughs> of intern for the Anik and Florian podcast. And I'm going to do just that. Jake Perlstein is a guy that thinks outside of the box, going to yeah. cameo and getting me to make <laughs> this little video for him. He wants this position bad and he'll do whatever he needs to do to get the job done. So I'm going to vouch for Mr. Jake Perlstein. Of course, you guys need to do your own due diligence and check him out. But for someone who goes yeah. above and beyond. I'm with you, Al. He's got my vote. All the best, guys. Shout out Ray Longo. Ray Longo minute. Boom. Amazing. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. So wow. you can book Raging Ally Quinta right now on Cameo for $54.99. Um, I'm also on there. You can book uh, Bruce Buffer for Valentine's Day for 300 bucks if that suits your fancy as well. Um, that shows tremendous initiative and thinking outside the box. I mean, Jake Pearlstein's in my top four. There's no doubt about it. Right? I mean. Very good, Cody, dude. Yeah, Absolutely. Right? I mean, he, he, you go yeah. on Cameo, get a UFC fighter with That's this commitment. specific. I mean, Jake Pearlstein. Like, yeah. you might have a couple of, track, buddy. couple of ways to get ahead. You know, you could have had Hall of Famer David Ortiz if you wanted a real Cameo, you know? Could you imagine, though, if somebody dropped, you know, like thousands of dollars to have David Ortiz vouch for them? That would be something. This is our fucking podcast. Yeah. Very well done, Jake, though. We appreciate the effort. All right. Our final submission belongs to uh, to whom? Great to have Ken Flo back, by the way. All right. What's up, fellas? My name is Mason Phillips. I'm 22 years old from Dallas, Texas, by way of Auburn University, Wardam. But, uh, man, this is an opportunity of a lifetime I'd be blessed to get this position because not many people get to do what they love unless you're in the UFC. But, um, man, dude, I've been diehard UFC fan my whole life. My pops got me into it back in, like, when GSP was fighting, when Uriah was in the WEC. But uh, there's no lack of knowledge there for me. Um, I'd handle all responsibilities for the main event challenge with James and Kim Flo would be too tough i'm good with excel i'm good with powerpoint anything to record data i'll be chilling with like john said he hasn't gone what like 30 years without a day of betting it's me for the last three probably but man having a job like that would just be a blessing love to do it and i'd run away with it 
But, uh, man, I don't, do, I don't do this too much. I'm a little nervous, not gonna lie. But uh, I'm a team player. I'll know my role. I'm not gonna be like Russ and <laughs> ruin the Lakers. But, uh, man, I appreciate this opportunity. And let's roll. Thank you. All right, Mason Phillips with the Anakin Florian podcast hat with the Colby Covington walkout music playing in the background. Um, all right, very exciting stuff. I think we have some good candidates. Cody Merrow, you got a hot microphone, a beautiful red backdrop. I know this show is going to be hell to edit. Max Griffin's coming up. What can you tell me about the 2022 intern sweepstakes? I can tell you some good submissions, some poor submissions, some... Some real New England love. That's what I was liking, you know? We can't, yeah. I don't know, we can't, you know, if you're a Yankees fan, like, you may as well have disqualified yourself right off the top, you know? Right, right. <laughs> if you wore a Yankees hat on the audition, there was no chance you were getting the internship. I mean, Hayden Boggs, you know, Hayden's a guy. Jake Pearlstein resonated with me a little bit, you know? Oscar Silva, Colin Shea. All right, we're each going to come up with our top four. And uh, and then we will make that determination. And uh, and if the listenership wants to get involved as well, that would be great. But we got big things to get to the rest of the program. Let us get to our first guest. He has a big fight coming up March 26th against eighth-ranked Neil Magny. Let us get to Max Payne Griff. It's the main event challenge. And the time is most definitely now. I finished fights. I'm going to do everything possible to win. The main event challenge. The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. Well, if you are audio only, and shout out to the people that are not ingesting this podcast in video form. Those are the dulcet tones of UFC welterweight contender Max Payne Griffin. Looks like you grew out the lettuce a little bit. I know you're wearing a hat, but looks like you're working with something back there today. Look at it's that. It's long, man. I don't know if you wow. can see, but it's a long. It's so long, I was going to make you guys was, jealous. It, yeah, well... <laughs> You know, I mean, I've had a weird thing with hair. It's like I can't shave my head fast enough, you know, shaved it before the show today. But I was actually doing some research today, and I believe I came across a stare-down photo of you and Alex Cowboy Oliveira, and you had nothing of the sort, right? You had high and tight, I believe, at the time. Yeah. Yep, after the quarantine, or actually that fight was probably the last time I cut my hair since. So my hair grows pretty fast. All right. Well, it looks good, and we hope you keep it for the fight. Uh, but it's great to have you with us. Congrats on the fight announcement. It's a big one, obviously, and you deserve it. So you will face eighth-ranked Neil Magny. Go on, take that number, March 26th in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so three straight wins. You're getting a shot at a guy in the top ten. This could end up being the main event. No, this card doesn't have a main event right now. I mean, you never know. This three could turn into five, so keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, but you got to be thrilled about this, obviously. Yeah, super pumped. Uh, we do communicate with Sean a lot. You know, I told him what I wanted, Sean Shelby. And I said I wanted to fight Ponzinibbio, Jeff Neal, or Jingling. He really liked those guys. He really liked that I wanted to fight the guys. It's like a lot of guys that really don't try to fight the guys that are good. And me being, I think I'm around right, like around number 20. So to ask for someone top 10, eh. But if I could ask for the edge, you know, 15, 14. Hey, you know, why not? But to kind of skip the line and just get number eight, I'm with it, man. Uh, I want to be in that mix. And here we are, Columbus, Ohio. Man, life is good. 
So if you don't know, Jan Bohovic was supposed to fight Alexander Rakic in the main event. Uh, and that fight has been canceled. It looks like there's a Bohovic injury. Perhaps that'll be postponed. So, um, But obviously you haven't heard anything on that. But it's very interesting, man. You know, because when I look at the card, it looks like, you know, it looks like you might be the co-main. So I don't know. Very interesting. No, it looks good. If they want me to do five, though, I need to know, you know. But I'm no, playing. I know, I know Neil got cardio. You know, we all got cardio. Yeah. But um, yeah. Neil Magny is a cardio guy. So. I've been focusing on that yeah. just in case we do five, but do, do you, you know, watch, do you watch that. video? Do you do a lot of breakdowns of your opponents or do, do you let your coaches do that? I let my coaches do most of it. I don't want to mm-hmm. think too much of them. Um, you know, I usually watch tape after, I mean, I've watched Neil my whole career. I mean, yeah, we were on tough 16 back in the day together. I mean, I've known right. Neil for a long time, been a fan. And um, I know what he does. I know what he likes to do. But, yeah, I like my coaches look. You know, that uh, some of them watch in slow-mo. They kind of see different tendencies that they see or fast-forward, excuse me, to see different stuff, different – just kind of different go-tos that they have. And we usually yeah. um, agree. And then we just formulate the, the game plan around that. Obviously, he's a little bit taller, so we've been – I've only been sparring and grappling with taller guys to kind of get that look. You know, got that long reach. It's 80, but mine's 77. So it's not too different. You know, I have a long range. So I like it. It's a blessing. Blessing of a fight. And um, I love it. So let me take you back to my research today. It was March 7, 2020. Las Vegas, UFC 248. You you lose a split decision to Alex Cowboy Oliveira. Um, Bloodbath, great fight. Um, I thought you won, I think, when I called it, if memory serves, but my memory is not the go-to memory, as anyone who listens to this show knows. Um, But on paper, it was your fourth loss in five fights, but yet there was still all of this public support for you, right? Like, this guy's getting better. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know how downtrodden you were at that point in time, but juxtaposed against where you are right now with three straight wins, getting a top eight guy, take us back to there (laughs) compared to where you are right now, if you'd be so kind. You know, anytime I've ever lost, it's been a split, been super close. And, you know, I think before that I lost to, I think, Tiago Alves in Brazil. Or, you know, I've, I've had ones that are like, hmm, like the paper. The paper doesn't look too good. But if you look yeah. at the stats, if you look right. at punch count, the, the how I'm going, I have been, even in a loss, I've been getting better every fight. And I've, you know, it was, it, it's hard to lose, right? especially in a fight that you thought you won. And I think those are worse than, than just getting beat. You just get beat and you got beat. But if you won, I mean, there's takeaways there. They don't like blood. Right. Although I, but you know, it wasn't over. I believe, you know, it it sounds cliche. It sounds cliche as heck, but um, I know how good I am and the able to, to kind of, changed my mind not changed my mind but i you know i had a new mental coach um danny patterson i spoke about him before and all the all the tools were there for me i just had to really put them together you know and then here we go three straight um you know some people knew like like i said i have a lot of fans that believe and you know people that talk this or whatever but it we're making it happen now you know we we're making it happen. The Max Payne army is strong, and yeah, it is. I'm winning. I'm 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 going to beat everybody here on out. 
So, well, sometimes I think it helped the fan base when you lose split decisions. And I did go back. I think it was five for your career, some regional split decisions all over the place. Um, super hard guy to finish. I think Colby Covington, actually the only guy to finish yeah. you as a pro. Um, but yeah, man, well, you got good things. How about your son, Tyrus Jacks? He's almost one. Is that correct? Yeah, he'll be one yeah. next month. He's Sounds a like a lot of work if you lean into that work, right? Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, he's a little ham. He is, um, he's really intense, really athletic. I don't know where he got that from. But, uh, he's a handful, you know? Yeah. He's a handful. He's banging on the door right now. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. It keeps you grounded. I mean, this world's crazy these days. I mean, there's so much going on all around the world and yeah, everything. Yeah. But it's being with him, seeing him laugh and yeah. um, him genuinely being happy and stuff like um, yeah. it keeps me grounded, you know? Yeah, that's great. I did lose my train of thought when I was going to say the Tiago Alves split decision that sw- swelled your fan base. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you're leaning into the positive, like when you're on the wrong side of split decisions like that, sometimes you gain a lot with the fan base. And you certainly did that night because a lot of people thought you won that fight. Um, a few other things on you before we get to a couple predictions uh, on UFC fight night, Hermanson versus Strickland, as you go head to head with, uh, with Ken Flo here. So most would say your signature win was the one over Carlos Condit. Um, what would you say is your most underrated win? Is there either a guy you fought uh, or a performance that um, is is underrated compared to the Condit win that everybody talks about? All the time? Man, there's a there's a lot of fights. Um, that crazy Russian was a pretty fun fight. Huh. I fought uh, Zalim yep. Imadayev, who was yep. eight no eight knockouts, um, Dagestani guy. You know, I think I lost before that fight you know they you get thrown to the wolves like the wolves was all around and uh i beat that guy i mean i have a lot of big wins man no i know uh, I, mean, I mean i went under i mean um i think this would be my 13th 13th ufc fight 14th yeah. um there's so many it is know. how many are there gonna be that was one of my last questions 36 years old Born November 29th, 1985, 26 pro fights. I'll say over under 32 pro fights before you step away. You're going to say seven more, seven or more? What do we think? Yeah, easy. All right, good. Over. I'm not slowing down. Like, I'm getting good. better, faster, smarter. Yeah. I'm we we to- try not to showcase fighters on the on the program who are slowing down. We want fighters on the rise. So <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. And, oh, you, know, you know how the game is. People, people slow down and – yeah, you're you're supposed to be slowing down, you know, as you get older. But it's the fat in the youth. Uh, my light skin, man. I got powers, man. My man, I know you do. Um, <laughs> great, great merchandise as well, um, which we'll get to before we let you leave. Um, what's your favorite sports team other than Team Pain? Mm, these is tough. I used to be a big Raiders fan. Um, you know, they were the Oakland Raiders, kind of close to here, Sacramento. But then I really stopped watching. You know, they were they were letting me down for years and years and years. So I just had to step away from other people's sports that can that can ruin my day. You know, ah, I know. I True know. sports fans don't let something else that's outside their whole realm just yeah. ruin them. Yeah, you know, just yeah. ruin their week. You know. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm not into that. 
That's good. That's a good way to look at it. I need to start leaning into that. Um, all right. Tougher fight at welterweight for Max Griffin right now. What is the tougher fight for you at welterweight? And if I see you on a television set for the UFC, you got to answer this question as if you're hooked up to like a lie detector machine. So tougher fight for Max Griffin right now at welterweight, a rematch with Colby Covington, who you fought in your UFC debut, or Hamzat Shimaev. What's the tougher fight for you right now? Oh, pause is all I need. Pause is all I need. No, tougher fight. Tougher fight. Cam's has, you know, Cam's has doing his thing, but I want Colby. I want him, you right. know. I bet. I want I that bet. fight. So I bet. I bet. Good. I answer. want that fight, and I'll get that fight. Yeah. I'll get that fight. I'll get that Tom, fight. The good thing, the good thing about Colby, um, I didn't do too bad against him. If if if, if you look at what happened and um, you know. Kind of put him down, almost camored him. It was, it's, I was a rookie, um, but I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be in there with them. I know his pressure. I know his, um, I could beat him. Yeah, I know you I'm, can. I know I can. You All know. right, well, first up is going to be, of course, Neil Magny coming up not too long from now in March in Columbus, Ohio, with fans, 30-foot octagon instead of the little tiny regional one they use at the Apex. Um, but let's talk about the fights this weekend before we get you out of here and off to the birthday dinner. And thanks again for fitness in on a Sunday. Yeah. Obviously, the San Francisco 49ers are not central to his championship Sunday today. Um, all right, so UFC fight night, Hermanson versus Strickland. After a week off for the UFC, back at it. Co-main event. And main event, both at middleweight, but we'll start with the co-main guys. Punahele Soriano, minus 195. Nick Maximov, plus 165. So Soriano, Max, coming off his first pro loss. It was last July against Brendan Allen. On the other side, Maximov repping the Nick Diaz Academy. He's an undefeated fighter. What do you have for us on the co-main, brother? Okay, Puna and Maximov. Puna just suffered his last loss. Brendan Allen, you know, Brendan had a lot of different tools. But I like, I like... I like Puna striking. He's southpaw, which he's going against Maximov, which is also southpaw. But Maximov is not a striker. He may strike a little bit, but he's purely, um, not purely a grappler. But if you ask me, he's 90% grappling, wants to get it down, trains out of Nick Diaz Academy. Yeah. He has been working with them southpaw, um, been sparring with Nate and them southpaw because Puna southpaw. Most southpaws, they don't fight southpaw, southpaw. But, you know, the power is not there with Nick and Nate. They don't have that knockout power. So I don't know if he's getting that that power look. Um, Puna has good good hooks, good left hook, good power. And he trains at extreme. Coming off a loss, great takedown defense. Um, especially uh, Maximov, he gets the guy down, but he's not a wrestler sort of call. You know, he's not a college wrestler with the double legs and all that. Try cat kind of just tries to get you down and keep you there. I think Puna's going to stuff his shots, kind of wear on him. I mean, I, I think the experience, too. I looked at their previous records. Yeah. I mean, they both kind of fought guys that weren't too good, but Maximov fought some terrible guys on, <laughs> um, you know, some guys 0-6. Oh, he fought some guys that um, he should have beat, which it happens. But if I was to do a pick – I'm going Puna, probably second round finish. I think he's going to stuff his shots. I think he fought better guys. And I think yeah, no, I think that's fair. I mean, I think experience comes into play. Um, I thought Maximov Kenny looked pretty good in his UFC debut last September, UFC 266. I like the the stylistic matchup. I think the matchmakers did a good job with this one. Kenny, what do you have on the co-main, brother? 
Yeah, listen, I, I think it's an interesting fight. I, I think Soriano, um, you know, certainly is going to have the advantage on the feet. I, I think that he is a good striker. Um, and, and I think Maximov is going to have the advantage on the ground. I, I think that he did. He does a really good job of linking his submissions together. Um, wasn't able to get that submission. Like there were a bunch of times where I thought he was going to get the submission. He wasn't able to pull it off and stuff like that. I don't know if that was, you know, UFC jitters or inexperience or whatever it was, but um, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to take advantage if he is able to take the fight to the, to the mat. Um, you know, I think experience is going to be a factor here. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Soriano as well. Yeah. Hard time to be fighting Puna too, coming off that first career loss. Got to figure you're getting a motivated man, getting motivated men on both sides. All right. Main event. Fascinated by this one, too. Uh, two mean individuals, and I say that in the nicest of ways. I just like watching them compete. Sean Strickland, minus 210. Jack Hermanson, plus 175. All right, Max, number six versus number seven in the world. You know, the belt in this division is going to be on the line in two weeks. Good time for this fight to be happening. You going Strickland as the favorite or Hermanson the dog? I'm going with a nutcase, Sean Strickland. <laughs> yeah. That's a compliment for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did. 100%. Take it as such. But you know, uh, with the volume that the volume that Strickland has been putting out, the pace, you know, I think it's gonna be a lot. I think that um Hermanson, he does mix in the strikes, but he's I mean, what he just did the Shabazian on the ground, took him down, did the ground and pound beating. But his takedowns, I wanna say he has 36% takedown accuracy. Getting the guy to the ground. Wow. Strickland has about an 80%, a little bit higher takedown defense. So I think it's going to be difficult for Hermanson to get Sean to the ground, personally, um, unless it's kind of like in a scramble, some kind of makes it ugly. But I like, I do like the pressure that Strickland has been putting on lately. I think he, I don't know if he finishes him, but I think he's, you know, probably going to make him tired been able to get some more shots off i think it'll get ugly at the end but i got i got strickland by decision kenny sean strickland has won five in a row last july main event win over uriah hall uh very interesting to see how they sort of proceed with the winner here especially if, if it's strickland i just think he has a uniqueness that uh could get him on a championship trajectory if he can make a statement against jack Hermanson. uh who do you have in the main event yeah, you know, I think his past fights, the way that he's fighting and kind of the things that he's saying uh, is a great indicator that he's really coming into his own as a fighter, it seems, <laughs> you know, for better or worse, you know, the crazy things that he's saying, all that stuff. But it seems like he is kind of feeling himself right now yeah, um, yeah. and uh, riding high on confidence. And I don't think that bodes well for Hermanson, yeah. um, who is not the best of strikers. I don't think he's. Um, I think he can be a problem if he's able to get like, you know, a double unders. He can maybe hit some takedowns and stifle, um, you know, Strickland a bit. But I don't think he's even good enough to really get a, a submission or be a big time submission threat to someone like Sean Strickland. Yeah. So uh, I like Strickland here. I think Strickland actually will get the finish. I think his pressure, his pacing, uh, he'll continue with that trend. And I think he gets a TKO a little bit later in the fight. I think Hermance is tough as nails, but uh, I kind of see a TKO happening probably around uh, round four. All right, convicted on Sean Strickland. If the UFC told me I had to fight 
somebody in the UFC for 15 seconds, but I could eliminate one guy on the roster. I might eliminate Strickland because I think he might kill me in 14 seconds. And I don't want to take that fucking chance. Uh, at Max Payne Griffin on Instagram, if you want more from my man. Hey, thanks for uh, squeezing us in on a Sunday. It's great to see your shining face. And uh, we'll be there on uh, in Columbus, Ohio. Ken Flo will be watching, but uh, big fight. You deserve it. Congrats on that. And, and we'll see you on the road soon. Nice. Thank you, Ken Flo. Thank you, John. Um, y'all have a great day. Thank you. Who y'all got the next game? Who y'all got? Who y'all got right now? The Niners or the Rams? I took San Francisco plus three and a half. I don't know what's going on in the game right now, but I took the points. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Kemflo, you got any? uh, I'll go Ram. I'll go Ram just to be different. (laughs) See you, dude. (laughs) He's in LA. See you, man. Thank you, brother. Kemflo's got wheels on the ground in LA, so (laughs) might as well go with the Los Angeles Rams. So today, quickly, if I could, I want to talk to all the marketers, advertisers, and business owners out there. So one of the best ways to grow your business is to work with influencers that your target market follows and cares about. As many of you know, one of my favorite companies, so many good people uh, that I've aligned with is Millions.co, and they have just launched a sponsored watch party product. This allows you to work directly with incredible professional athletes and sports personalities such as myself that will host a watch party and then invite fans by the thousands to watch all of the major sporting events with them. So this gives brands a unique chance to get hours of engagement with their audience. Plus, you'll get product script reads from athletes, shareable video assets with Ken Flo's face, social media mentions and posts, and of course, a featured spot in every single watch party as well. Kenny and I are actually going to do one of these coming up for an upcoming UFC fight night, and we hope you will join us for it. But this is the best athlete athletic influence product ever created for marketers and brands and millions is hosting 10,000 watch parties over the next year and their inventory for sponsorship is already selling out so all you need to do right now to contact the team at millions go to millions.co slash advertise and start a campaign to grow your business today and connect thousands of the world's top athletes to your brand that's millions.co slash advertise get it get in on the uh the sponsored watch parties today pretty good stuff there from millions all right what is Ray Longo doing on a Sunday evening is the question. We're about to get to the Ray Longo minute, but he always says I talk my shit on either the front or the back end. I say plenty to his face, and hopefully the dog's not here. I, I know spoilers. I don't know if the dog's going to be here this week. Okay. Um, but Longo says he's better at night, and you got to answer the bell whenever you, you have to. Right, Kenny? I mean, we called fights Stay in ready. times, right, where – Find yourself yeah. on a treadmill at 2 a.m. because the first fight is at 3, 3.30 a.m. local time. You want to be in the right mental space, right? So Ray likes this potential Sunday night switch of the podcast because he says he's better at night. Um, and I say it can't be worse, right? Can't be worse. <laughs> and yet, as the star of the show, we gave him great consideration in terms of the right. time slot. If I said, you know, I called everybody. I called you. I said, Kenny, if you if if Sunday night's like movie night with you and your wife and you're watching movies every Sunday night, we won't do the podcast, you know. Um, but we're undergoing some changes here. You know, Cody Merrow's in high demand. Kenny Florian's in high demand. Like, what are you doing in L.A. right now? What are you doing in L.A.? Can you, can, <laughs> oh, I got can, some teaching some jujitsu, dude. So back back uh, doing a little jujitsu. I got some seminars coming up. So uh, out here on the West Coast a little bit and uh, enjoying the weather. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Kenny Florian jujitsu essentials. I did click. I did click. 
<laughs> and um, I mean, I was looking for a promo code for the Anakin Florian podcast listeners before I uh, got my jujitsu. I mean, can we get a promo code? Can we get a promotional get code for the Anakin Florian podcast listeners? But uh, <laughs> Kenny's jujitsu essentials video is up. Um, so we're very excited about that. Thank um, you, dude. It's interesting for me or to, me to hear you and Max talk about Sean Strickland, you know, because um, he really feels like this caged animal. And Jack yeah. Romanson is very much cut from that same cloth. You know, I don't know how much you watched, if anything, um, the highlights of Jack Romanson and Kamzat Chimaev in a wrestling setting. Um, but I like that uh, that Jack was staying busy doing that. Um, and, dude, you know, notice how whenever you drop the name Kamzat Chimaev, I love you, Max, but everybody goes in the other direction, do they not? <laughs> No one wants to fight Hamzat, it seems. You know, uh, the dude. Uh, talk about a, a guy who's on a on a on a mission as well. You know, it's kind of he's like a Sean Strickland, but uh, with that wrestling base where he just wants to destroy you, and he could strike too, dude. He's dangerous everywhere. I want to see more of him. Uh, it's a shame we don't get a chance to see more of him. Uh, but I guess coming up is is that the rumor coming up? Is that official that he's fighting Gilbert Burns or no? What's what's going on with that? I believe that is just rumor at this point in time, okay. but that would make all the sense. I mean, clearly we're getting welterweight clarity. It seems as though Leon Edwards is going to be next for Kamar Usman. Colby Covington okay. and Jorge Masvidal are assuredly fighting in March, although I just want to make sure that that fight stays together. So maybe I shouldn't have said assuredly. Um, but yeah, Gilbert Burns and Kamzat Shimaev would certainly clean up that division. Bilal Muhammad yep. and Vicente Luque is a big fight, obviously. And then Neil Magny, who's number eight in the world, is fighting Max Payne Griffin. So uh, big things nice. happen in, uh, in the UFC welterweight division. Obviously a big UFC middleweight main event coming up this weekend. All right, let's get to Longo. It's now time for the Ray Longo Minute. I want you to punch a hole in this fucking chest. That's what I want. The Ray Longo Minute. Starring Ray Longo. The John Anik and Kenny Florian Podcast. Hey! Hey, speaking of the What dope. are we doing? What's up, man? Holy crow. I thought we were starting next week. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm so sorry. Wait. So, I feel awful that Kenny. I didn't you. What up, Ray? Oh, yeah. Look at this. What a professional, huh? <laughs> oh, man. There I mean, we go. Now yeah, we can fit his head. Can we fit your head on the screen? All right. We'll get rid of everything. Oh, just, man. This is not good. You just elevated my whole day. My whole day is elevated seeing your face. That's a good color. Clearly on. a Bengals fan. Oh, I think I got it. Yeah. That's a good color on you, Raymond. How you doing? Oh man, we got slaughtered with snow. Yeah, how much slaughtered. snow? Uh about two feet. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Now are you so, out there shoveling, Ray? Are you a shoveler? No, I'm done with no. shoveling. Okay, I there. Me too. I, I got uh, I got a wife and kids for that, Kenny. Put him to work. Put him to work. I mean, come on, man. Now he's a framing expert. Look at the way he framed himself. Look at how good is that? Man, holy shit, I didn't realize how good I look. This is incredible. <laughs> so, so Kenny and I spent the first, I think, 62 combined years of our respective lives in Massachusetts. Shoveled a lot yeah. of snow, dealt with the cold. So today was the coldest day of the year in Florida. Coldest day that I've had in Florida since I moved here. It was like 34 when I woke up in South wow. Florida. It's um, cold. So, yeah, pretty exciting to feel that chill, you know. But I don't know, man. I, I know you're just – you're not going to leave, right? You've said on this show that you're not going to be, you know. But, dude, I don't know how you put up with it. I really don't. 
Yeah, and I mean, look, I was a shoveler at one point. I just got to the point where shoveling and helping people move, two things yeah, I'm not doing right. that I was used to yeah. do a lot of when I was younger, not doing it anymore. No, the shoveling is the worst thing for you. You know, my hip is killing me, so I'm not definitely it'll just yeah whack me out bad. But uh, yeah, and I'll probably I'm definitely going to get a summer place somewhere. You know what I mean? Or you know, like a winter place, whatever you want to yeah. say. Yeah. But uh, man, Boston I think has to be worse than Long Island, right? They yeah, seem they like killed. they get they get killed, man. Yeah, I, I it's just incredible to to think about people choosing that long term right to put up with that right you know i just don't know that i would ever i said when i went west that i would never move back east and obviously uh that was a falsity but i would never move back to a cold place and put up with like a boston winter i'm not tough enough i'm not hot enough not gonna yeah. happen not gonna happen That's so i apologize we didn't send you a reminder today um for the new nighttime slot but but kenny wanted to talk to you about uh, your 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 assertion that you're better at night than in the morning, like that the content <laughs> right, would this? be better at night. Yeah, what are you gonna do if your fighter's like, oh, uh, coach, I'm not gonna fight at night, or I want better in the morning, or I'm gonna fight in the afternoon? What What are you gonna do, huh? <laughs> I'm not sure what the question is. Are we? Do you have a what's ton the of problem? Excuses? You said you're better at night. Come on. Oh, I see what you say. No, no, I think I'm just not a morning person, and I and by morning I mean any time before one. You know what I mean? So I like that. I like this. I like the nighttime. I'll be I'll be cranking until two in the morning. See, I like I like irritable Ray. I, I like I like angry Ray. Oh Lord. no, no. My I thought last last week I was out of control. I don't even remember it. That's how bad yeah. it was. I swear, yeah. I'm not joking. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I just remember you guys made a lot of jokes about my poor dog <laughs> that has now has to go into therapy due to you two guys, which is nice. Kenny, I, I, John, I'm, I, John, I'm in shock. The ASPCA hasn't come to your house. Where's yeah. Pumi? Where's Pumi? The greatest flyweight oh. in the world outside of UFC are in it. Where's Pumi about the dog? You know, everybody wants Lucky to be a part of the program, except my audio people who don't seem to have the stones to support me in this argument. But the dog's nowhere to be found this week, so I digress. You know. <laughs> Oh, my no. Oh, there he is. I'm, I'm much more behaved. Look at him. You know what right. happened last week? I thought somebody fed her and nobody had fed the dog. So she was letting everybody know about it. All right. So that doesn't qualify as abuse, right? He's <laughs> <laughs> starving dogs. Ray Longo. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know about it. We have video of the yeah. dog abuse <laughs> on the show last week. The dog just begged me for a breakfast last week. All right. So that's what it was. The poor dog didn't want a treat, just wanted just a meal. Right. It's just looking for it's not looking for a treat, not looking for anything extra, just wants the meal. Uh, uh, yeah. But let, let's just let me just be mentioned. Pumi. Pumi was with uh, we had another fight of Damian Nelson last night yeah. who uh, knocked the guy out in the first round. CFFC was on fight piss. Another great guy up and comer. Uh, oh, boy. Another oh, up and comer. Again. There we go. Again. <laughs> When's the last time he ate? Last yeah. week, this is just I might have to throw the dog out this time. <laughs> Lucky, are you kidding? This are you kidding great. me? Still, <laughs> so I'll, yeah. I'll I'll take her out of here. Um, no, but he was with they. <laughs> yep. Oh yep. man! Wow! Wow! I think this a lot of the, the strategic brand partnerships we're pursuing uh, are going to love this content. You know? <laughs> 
Is there is Alpo? Is Alpo Yeah, we might get available. that Petco sponsor we wanted. Uh, yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> yep. Chewy.com, chewyfucking.com, right? Uh, this great. is this is this is really weird right now. So you're saying the dog doesn't do this just to say No, it's been a, show, the dog right? has been next to me on every show. All right, because back to back episodes, and I'm not doing this. This is crazy. You have you have questioned like what like the way we've asked the question. Like last oh week we God. weren't asking pointed enough questions. And even <laughs> today, you're not so sure if Kenny's asking you about training athletes in the morning. Like what he was just trying to ask, like, can you get a private with Ray Longo at 10 a.m. or no? Definitely not. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> not happening listen you know that's the way it should was, be you make your own hours you don't have to you, yeah. you work when you want to work right oh well i mean i didn't haven't i earned that at least that i mean yeah. come on you know, when I was, maybe when earlier, I was, maybe when you were younger, but now, when I, no. When I was training like Kevin James, I would go to the studio and he introduced me to Leah Remini, right? One one yeah. day I was there and she wanted to train and her manager called. And I go, no, this is great. What time? She goes, six in the morning and that happened. <laughs> so, it doesn't even matter who you are. Right. I would any, train any Leah time Remini from like 11, 11 to 11 at night, I'm your guy. So how come when we call and ask for 10.30 a.m., you appease us and come on the show? Why don't you just tell us to, to pound sand? Well, it's easier to talk than to actually get out there and have somebody beat Fair. the piss out of you. You know what I mean? Fair. So, Fair. Well, you don't have to worry about this anymore. Um, so how does the dog behave when we're not on the air? Doesn't cry or anything before we move on? <laughs> I am in shock over this. I I could see him off camera, like uh, on camera. He's just he's clamping down on the muzzle, just to trying to. Yeah. Shut up. Holy crap! Yeah. Wow, this this is really crazy. So, I... all right, I'll just. <laughs> so Ray hasn't cashed his holiday bonus check from the Wait. podcast. Well, I'm gonna. Can I get rid of the? I gotta get rid of the door. Get rid of the dog. Yeah, hold on get a second. Get rid of the fucking dog. This is dog. crazy. Right. What does he mean? Get rid of the dog? Is he? What is he going to do? <laughs> yeah. What, what is, is, is he getting rid? Let's go. And this gives me a great opportunity. Don't put her up there. Let's go. Cool. Shit, but I, but I won't. You know, the star of the show. Heaven forbid <laughs> yeah, you offend the sixty-year-old man. <laughs> this is turning talking. into a bit. It's like the Ray Longo and Lucky show. Well, it's like he was nine minutes late today, but that's okay because I didn't send the reminder text to the sixty-year-old man. I mean, how many reminders do people need? You know, this is amazing. Holy crap. Salary to I have can't believe uh, this. Longo and Kraus. <laughs> you good? You good? I think I'm good. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, Kenny, man. do you have anything for Ray? I have a couple things. If you don't, Kenny's in Los Angeles doing what you know, you know, Walk of Fame stars do. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> no, um, I got nothing. I got nothing. All right. So I earned it. The guy yeah. earned that right. Yeah. All right. So I do have a couple things for you today, and then we'll let you get on your way. Um, but we do love having you in prime time. That's for sure. With all the different variables going on at your house right now. Um, Sean Strickland and Jack Hermanson in a main event this weekend. Obviously, the UFC was off um, after the pay-per-view that we talked about last week. Um, Jack Hermanson, underdog here to Sean Strickland, who's won five in a row. Uh, do you have anything for us on the UFC fight night main event? Wait, give me that. Who was the... Uh... Who's favored in that fight? Who do you think's favored, Sean Strickland, Jack Hermanson? And then I'll tell you who's favored. Who do you think would be favored? I would think Hermanson's favored by a little bit. So Strickland's about a two-to-one favorite. Two-to, okay. Yeah. So 
Um, what do you think about this fight? Certainly a relevant fight. Uh, man, Strickland's on a roll, and uh, he's a gamer for sure. So it's, I think it's going to be a great fight. You know, we'll see if uh, Hermanson can, you know, navigate his way through the shit talking and get the fight where he wants it. But um, Strickland's definitely been really, really looking good and, you know, believes in himself, and he's looks like he's completely insane. But um, he's he's tough, man. He's definitely tough. And the last thing I had for you today just had to do with Chris Weidman because you can sort of start to visualize the comeback a little bit. It's crazy to think, you know, that he's coming up on, you know, nine, ten months removed from this thing, right? It'll be a year in April. Um, I know. A year in April. Yeah. But I'd imagine there's some medical professionals that would love him to have $20 million in the bank, and maybe he does and never fight again. But you know he ain't going out like that. I guess the question is, you know, what is the comeback for? Is it to make a run? Is it to finish with a green stripe at the top of your Wikipedia page that that James Krause obviously prioritizes? Like, James Krause wants to retire off a win. He has said as much on these airwaves. Kenny's last fight in 2011 was a championship fight, you know? So, um, What do you uh, like? What do you think? What is what is his appetite? Is it just? I mean, obviously you're going to take it fight by fight. Um, right. It- I mean, look. First off, he's the only guy that could answer that, but I'm sure he wants to go out on a win. I don't think anybody would want to go out like that. That's the last visual anybody sees you. So right. the only right. way to erase that is to get back in there and win, lose, or draw. Get rid of that. You know. It's just so it's so difficult, you know. It really is. Yeah, that right? was that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Yeah, you almost got to go once more, you know. Uh, you know, oh, he's definitely you're... going once more. If he's able to, he's going. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, my brother. Well, uh, well that's all I got. The question that I'm going to yeah. ask Ken Flo at the end of the show today. Oh, you want more from me today? You want more from me? Yeah. What do we got? That's it. I have other things in my notes that includes we have our. Um, we have Vicente Luque coming up at the end of the show, by the way. He's fighting Bilal Muhammad in a main event. Great fight. That's a great fight. Yeah. And it looks like maybe Gilbert Burns and Kamsat Shimaev, maybe Leon Edwards and Kamar Usman, and that would give you uh, your welterweight clarity with Covington and Masvidal. Um, but the question that I'm going to ask Ken Flo at the end of the show, Minotaur Noguera, I love you, but the best Brazilian fighter in MMA history, when I say that, who is that to you? Is that Minotauro? Is that Shogun Hua? Is that Anderson Silva? I mean, I'm, for you it, to answer anybody other than Anderson Silva would be blasphemy. Right. I'm, I mean, my mind, when my right, my mind went right to Anderson Silva. And I think there was a time, maybe two years ago, three years ago, where that would have been the easy answer for me. I keep coming back to Jose Aldo, you know, um, just because of what he has done of late. But, uh, Certainly impossible to argue with what I think is uh, the most important uh, record in MMA, which is championship title defenses. And, and Anderson Silva's got a lot of those, you know. So, yeah. No, well, that's good. I mean, hey, we ain't got no fights to talk about. I was just going to try to keep it simple, you know. I mean, the segment originated as a Ray Longo minute. It was five minutes, you know. So, but I got all night. For you. I got all night for you. We're right on screws. We're right on schedule, you know. I got so, wait, I'm, I'm assuming. Wait, let me assume that Kenny's upset with the se- the Sunday night. Nope. I asked no. Kenny if it was movie night with him and him and his wife and he said it wasn't. <laughs> movie. Yeah. 
Is it yeah. movie we night? Don't watch, we don't watch. We don't have time to watch movies these days. Uh, movie, yeah. movie night wouldn't start till 9 o'clock anyway, no? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When the kids so, are asleep. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. See, yeah. I like it because it gets me out of bedtime, you know? A lot of people come on the program and glorify childcare. You know, they won't call it babysitting and they'll talk about, you know, how how much they love their children or whatever, you know, and I do. Um, yeah. But doing the show in this window, I got out of 90 minutes of childcare to talk to you two fucking schmucks, you know? So Okay, so now listen. Now, does Chrissy, will she bust your balls like when you go, look, I just was working for an hour and a half. Does she go, That's you know that's not work. You love what you're doing. It's not work. Do you want an honest answer? Yeah. She sees me prep for the show, right? And so on a show like today, we have two UFC fighters on, so she sees me prepping for those interviews. And even for your segment, even though maybe today's Ray Longo Minute wasn't the greatest in the history of the show, um, I prepare for your segment, you know? So, yes, when I'm in here chopping it up with you guys, this is the payoff, right? This is when I get to have fun. But it's not as though I was just sticking around all day, not preparing for the show. We got commercial spots three. We got producers to pay. You know, you think Cody Merrow fucking shows up and does this program for free? <laughs> now, how much time do you prep for this show? It depends on the week. But I can tell you on a pay-per-view week in which Kenny and James Krause are making seven picks apiece and I'm setting them up. Uh, I do. I prep for all of that, you know. I'm not good enough long? to not prep. How you know? long? It, two uh, hours, an hour? Yeah, maybe minutes? two hours. It just depends. Sometimes I don't have a lot of time, you know, but obviously. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking because I, I feel guilty, as I'm sure Kenny does too, because we don't prep at all. So, I mean, I'd like to contribute. Can right. I prep at least 10 minutes? Give me something to do. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, I don't like to say, hey, you know, why don't you do a deep dive on Jack Hermanson and Sean Strickland for us, you know? But yeah, I mean, maybe next week I'll have you give us a prediction on the co-main event or something like that. But yeah, Beautiful. the pay-per-view weeks are a little bit more daunting. Um, you know, there might be a UFC fight night um, that happens when I'm doing something with my kids. I got to go back and watch that, you know, so there might be some prep involved there. Um, you know, Hey, always be closing, Ray. We're just trying to, you know, we're just trying always to always be closing. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. What a great movie. Kenny, oh, do, you feel guilt, do you feel guilty at all? That John, he preps that uh, much? He does a lot more than I do, I'll tell you that. I, I prep, I do, I do prep every once in a while, especially for you know, guys that gotta research I don't know much about, or you know, well, he's shaking his head, Kenny. He doesn't but, believe uh, not you, as much think. as John. Not as much as John. John John puts it all together. I mean, he's like the point man, the producer. The I mean, he does all he does a lot hey, of shit. Ab hey. Phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Well, thank you. My whole thing <laughs> is that I'm not a professional athlete, though. I didn't fight for the UFC championship three times the way Kenny did. You know what I mean? So it's like Kenny has showed up here every Monday for almost seven years, as you have, and you've coached all those athletes, right? You've had a UFC championship belt on your shoulder. You know what I mean? So I had three. The guy not the, who, I don't want to split hairs, but it's three. Hi, one. Yeah, right. Oh, bro. Geez, thanks right. for following. Thanks for following my <laughs> career, though. I appreciate Sorry. that. Sorry. You put that in your goddamn yeah, prep work. Yeah, he didn't I, research that, did he? Oh, yeah. Holy crow. Yeah, yeah. You need to start doing fighter cards on the coach. Yeah, why don't you just look that yeah. up? It's only yeah. all over the fucking place, but not so right. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry. Make up for it. Sorry. Um, can I offer you a weekly spot on my podcast? I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yes. Um, but no, I got to fill in the gaps and I got to prepare, right? It's like I don't have that experience. And, you know, there's a lot longer leash for professional athletes showing up late than play-by-play guys showing up late. You know what I mean? Well, oh, yeah. the fighter's five minutes late. Oh, Longo's five minutes late, you know? I can't be late, you know? My twin brother <laughs> thinks he can be late. It's amazing, right? He thinks he can fucking be late, you know? Um, so you can convince Kenny to do a comeback and go in his corner, and you'll be right with everybody else. Kenny's Kenny's not coming back, you know? He's in the right <laughs> oh, place. Man. He's in the right place, you know? That hurts just thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. He's got – he has so many Bitcoins, I mean, reasons to not <laughs> come back to fighting that it just doesn't make a lot of sense. That fucking dog's got to go. Um the dog's got you still hear him. We do hear yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, oh, it, it, oh, it's it's a male and its name is Lucky. I thought like Lucky Lauren Murphy. I thought no, it was no, a it's a female. I just oh, okay. do that. You it's just call him. Oh, come here, yeah. boy. Wait, so I just you know, you know, today a gender identity. I don't even know what the hell she is, but whatever. Uh, yeah. I always wanted a, a a male dog so that I could say, like, come here, boy. Come here, boy. Like the movies, you know. I don't know. Um <laughs> that dog is uh is gonna ruin the rest of your set. <laughs> All right, let me get out. Let me get All out right. of here. I feel bad yeah, now. I overstayed my welcome. Thank you. See All you. right, man. I'll Love be you. more prepared hey. next week. Hey, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna send you the rundown actually, and you'll see all the oh, that love, really goes you know, in behind the scenes. No, the other podcast hey. I do, I get a whole itinerary. Do you have the what's the what's the name of the other podcast you do? Extra rounds. <laughs> oh, there it is. Classic Ray. I was gonna yeah, ask if man. he had it. Oh, he's back. He's back. That was me. Cody, that was brilliant, Cody. Do you have an electronic yeah. mail address? Yes. All right. We'll say if you got an email address, you know, we'll. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll, I'll go over that with Cody this week, though. All right. Outstanding. All right. All right, man. Listen. Great. Enjoy your Sunday night, and I will see you next week. All right. Have see a great right. day. Get a better. Take reason. it easy, guys. Bye. There's no minute. way he reads that email. There's no way. He Every week. No. Here on the Anakin Florian podcast. No, I mean, I knew we had a little scheduling stuff today because we had the yeah. two athletes, so I didn't have uh, this elongated Ray Longo minute. But all right, that dude wants some time. So next week, we're going to do a 25-minute Ray Longo minute uh, because uh, his entire team listens to the program. And for that, we are uh, eternally grateful. So I don't know who started this conversation about this Brazilian MMA fighter, but obviously I find it interesting. You know, Brazil is near and dear to my heart. You're one of the few people that um, knows it's truth that we were walking down the street in Brazil and two hot chicks pulled over to the side of the road and they asked for my picture and we thought they wanted your picture and it happened, you know, <laughs> somehow, somehow it happened. Unless it was Brian Stan, maybe it was Brian Stan. Um, but who is the greatest Brazilian fighter in MMA history? And it seems pretty easy slam dunk Anderson Silva because all of the championship accolades and Jose Aldo of course some of his stuff was in the WEC but he's got the title defenses as well you know some don't like Anderson Silva being in this conversation because you know he isn't clean as a whistle per se um you know Maya there's a longevity play there in terms of the UFC record books I mean Minotauro is just the one name man right total legend um obviously Shogun is going to ring true with a lot of people Vitor Belfort of course what do you think in terms of the best Brazilian fighter in MMA or UFC history for you? Gosh, a, a lot of great, a lot of great names right there. I'm going to go a different route. About him, obviously, as recently as last week, probably Jose Aldo for me is is that guy. I think that um, 
you know, you look at his consistency. He doesn't have any controversial uh, that went wrong. Um, you know, but he did in the WEC, the fact that really weaknesses in his game. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Faldo. All right. Now joining us, very happy to have this man. I don't even know where he is in the world right now, uh, but he is the UFC's number four ranked welterweight contender, the silent assassin. I've said on the air, the not so silent assassin, because he absolutely ruins people. Uh, Vicente Luque is with us. Good evening, sir. How are you, Vicente? Hey, I'm good. Uh, good evening, guys. Thanks for having me here. And yeah, uh, I'm right now. I'm in Florida. Tomorrow, I'll be flying back to Brazil, and all over the world all the time. But it's it's good. It's part of the the sport, you know. Got to travel a lot, and I enjoy it. So you have a tremendous inner circle. I guess we'll just start there with your team, Daniel Evangelista, Henry Hooft, obviously Gilbert Durinho Burns, many, many others. Um, but the bulk of your training is done in Brasilia, and that's where you're obviously leaving uh, shortly. Is that right? Yeah, most of my training is done at Cerrado MMA in Brazil. Uh, that's the team where I started at in two, 2009 when I started my professional career. And it was a small team, but little by little, you know, especially with me being in the UFC, it grew a lot. And now we have uh, Vivi Araujo, who also fights in the UFC, and she trains down there in Brazil as well. And we have a whole bunch of professional guys, some guys fighting in LFA. I believe soon they will be in the UFC as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's it just works out for me over there. We have a very similar mentality to Henry, you know, to keep it simple. And it's a great relation also. So I'm always uh, with Sanford MMA as well. As, as much as I can come here to Florida and train, I do. And I make sure that I work with, with both te- teams, you know, in, in joint uh, efforts. Vincente, you know, your last four opponents, all really tough. And not only did you beat them, but you finished all four of them. Is there something you could pinpoint um, where you say, you know, my, my game's coming together. This is the reason for my success. Is it just, you know, experience now? What What is it? Yeah, I would say experience is one of the things. Uh, I'm 30 years old now, but I have already uh, over 30 fights. I, I started fighting when I was 17 professionally. So I think sp- experience is a big part of it. Uh, I've had great wins, but I also had uh, tough losses. And I think that's what taught me the most. And that's what made me the athlete I am right now. You know, those losses, uh, learning how to, I don't know, learning how to go through adversity, even when I was, you know, with a six win streak. And then I got a, a loss to Thompson. And at that point, I could have just said, you know, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm really uh, that good. But I still believed in myself. I, I rebuilt myself. And now I'm in a great streak. And I'm in a great position, and I, I believe soon I will fight for that title. And I do believe that I can be the next champion at welterweight. So, yeah, I think it's just uh, experience and believing in myself and, and working hard no matter how hard things get. It's so interesting because you were 7-5-1 and one after you lost your UFC debut in 2015, and you're probably sick of people bringing that up. But sometimes I feel like maybe that's why it it took you a while to, you know, be the welterweight alternate that they go to or to get your first UFC main event. You and I have talked privately about the value of a main event, and, you know, you might have gotten a championship opportunity if a guy had a bad weight cut not all that long ago, right? So you're getting the main event now against Bilal Muhammad. I would imagine... It, the main event was a lot of the uh, 
the drive for you in terms of rematching a guy that you have a quick knockout against? Like, how did this come together on your end? I mean, uh, I'm always up to fighting. And at this point, you know, the welterweight division is is a division that has a lot of action. And I didn't know where I was going to go. Me and Gilbert, we're not going to fight. That's a fact. I mean, we're brothers. Yeah. We, we're not fighting each other. So we're going to find a way to make this work, you know, even though we're not going to fight. So we have uh, Kobe and, and Masvidal. Leon probably is getting the title. And I had no, no one else, you know, nowhere else to look at. There's Shumayev. That's a fight that I've said that I would take. Gilbert has said that he will take it as well. So right. uh, I, I believe the UFC knows about that. So they were working, and, and I got offered Bilal. For me, it's a fight that makes sense for many reasons. One, I want to keep myself active. I'm not going to you know, wait for over, I don't know, a year to, get, to maybe get a title fight. So right. I want to just keep myself active, and it has to be a fight that makes sense. For me, number five in the world, the guy that is coming on a, a good win streak, makes sense. You know, even though I fought him, I fought him in 2016. We fought for one minute, so you know it's it's a different fight now. Uh, yeah. It was it was a knockout at that point, but I know I don't know what you know. Bilal has evolved a lot until now, so it's a different guy. It's a different opponent, and I think yeah. it's a big fight, especially for the division for the fans. Yeah. Whenever I step in there, I know it's it's a great fight, yeah. and and the fans are going to enjoy it. Listen to this fucking guy. Why are you not an analyst? <laughs> I mean, the guy's bilingual. <laughs> I mean, seriously, have you have you done any television work before, sir? I haven't done. Uh, it's something that I am interested, but I don't know. I'm I'm not that uh, engaged with social media and everything, so maybe right. that's why I'm I'm not. You know, uh, more. I don't. know, People never see this side of me. But whenever I'm in interviews, sometimes I'm in Brazil. I have done some things on TV in Portuguese. And, you know, people like it. I don't know. I, I, I like to talk. I can talk a lot. I'm the silent assassin as a fighter. But as a person, I enjoy yeah. talking. And yeah. people like to hear me talk. So I don't know. Maybe I got to do some more of this. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm not going to publicly ask you who your manager is. But maybe we should talk to that individual. Um, so did you just have your first kid or a child? Is that accurate? My first kid, yeah. That was I had my first kid. And, man, it's it's – super awesome it's something that you know i've i've never uh never imagined was gonna be like this and i don't know it's the best thing ever it's it's ah uh, it's hard to describe only once you have a kid you know what it is how old is your uh baby he's eight months oh wow about to get on uh i'm gonna get him good yeah bring it all i love it about to <laughs> put the baby on the Oh, oh my God. <laughs> look at that belly. I <laughs> go amazing. with your mom. Congratulations, man. That's amazing. Thank you. So you're about to get on a metal tube airplane with that child, right? Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so um, all right. So first meeting with Bilal Muhammad at Madison Square Garden, massive show. Uh, it was November of 2016. And that fight happened like six or seven weeks after you had had another fight that you won by knockout. So you made a quick turn to fight Bilal. Obviously, you mentioned he's a different animal right now. But what do you remember, if anything, about the first meeting and the preparation for it? Uh, you know, the first time we fought, it was, I believe, two or three weeks notice. He was going to fight, uh, I think, I don't remember who he was fighting, but he was going to fight someone else. 
they got caught on on USADA, something like that, and they offered me the fight. So, you know, that's why I say it's such a different fight because I didn't have, you know, I didn't watch much tape on him. I watched maybe his fight against Alan Joban because he had just started in the UFC, and I knew that he was a tough guy. He could take a lot of damage. So once I stepped into that fight, I thought it was going to be three rounds and it was going to be, you know, a, a tough fight. So I got there. I was able to get the knockout early. I, I believe I'm the only guy to have knocked him out. And that shows how tough he is, you know, after that, you know, nobody was able to to do it. So, I, I mean, uh, I look at this fight as a new fight. It's hard for me to take much from the first one. What I will take is I know that I can hit him and I know that I can hurt him. And, and that's what I'm going to do against anyone. I'm always going to try to put them out. And that's what I'm, I'm going to try against Bilal. I'm going to go in there and, and look to take him out every single round. Even though I want to have the experience of fighting five rounds, you know, I want to go for that title. So that's interesting too. We'll see uh, if he can withstand what I'm going to bring. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a fun night for sure. One of the most accomplished finishers in UFC history, Vicente Luque, with us here on the Anakin Florian podcast, the owner of the third highest finishes per win percentage in UFC history, 14 UFC finishes, pretty damn impressive in his 17 UFC wins. Ken Flo is the guy who hopped on a microphone uh, when his voice was several octaves higher and said, I finish fights. So he always <laughs> likes when we have guys that actually put people away on the show. Um, a few more minutes with you, and you're very gracious to give us some time on a Sunday night. So some people would say that your best win or your signature win was the recent submission of Tyron Woodley. What would you say is your most underrated win? Um, a guy that you're proud that you beat that maybe nobody talks about. I thought maybe Jalen Turner, who I think is pretty talented. That was a big show that you beat him on. Um, I mean, we talk about you knocking out Tiago Santos in 2012. A lot of people don't know about that. Um, but what do you think is your most underrated win? I don't know if it's underrated, but it's my favorite win against Brian Barberina. Just because of how the fight uh, went down, you know, it was I started off really good. And then everything, you know, in the first in the end of the first round, I got clipped. I got knocked down. I took his back. I almost finished him. But at that point, I used all my energy. You know, I, I had been knocked down. I thought I needed to finish the fight. It didn't finish. I come back to the to the corner, you know, and I'm like, man, I'm going to lose this fight. You know, I, I wasted all my energy in that choke. It didn't work out. What's going to happen? But at that same moment, when I thought about that, I thought about, like, for me to become a champion, it's going to be hard. So, you know, this fight has to be hard. It has to show me. has to build the way for me to – you know, be ready for a title fight eventually. So I'm going to have to, you know, suck it up and go in there and find a way to win. And then I had, you know, a tough second round. He, he came, you know, blasting, trying to knock me out. I could, you know, whenever I could uh, try to knock him out as well, I tried. And I think that fight, I don't know, it had some kind of record of punches or something like that. And at the end, I got the knockout with six seconds for the fight to finish. And yeah. that's really special for me because I know how tough Brian is. And oh. I could show everyone that I am tough as well. I could step in there with a tough guy and, and you know, just uh, go to, to, you know, it was a slugfest. My coaches were crazy. Daniel and, and Henry, they were saying like, yeah. man, what, what were you doing? Why didn't you kick more? Why didn't you move more? But I don't know. It, it was after <laughs> I got knocked down. Everything changed, and I just had to do what I, what I did, and, and I got the win. 
and it's it's for me the most exciting fight. You know, I love to watch it whenever I have a chance. I watch it again. It's no. exciting just to think about all the developmental time that you've had in the UFC and just things have built kind of perfectly to, to where you are right now. All right, a couple more before we let you go. Um, best Brazilian fighter in MMA history. I hate to put you on the spot. Uh, so I'll delay and give you both a little more time because Kenny's going to have to answer this later. Best okay. Brazilian fighter in MMA history. God, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Um, but Twitter only gives you four choices. See, I'm delaying. Best Brazilian fighter in MMA history. Jose Aldo, Anderson Silva, Vitor Belfort, or Damian Maia. I knew not. I, I knew I had to include Damian Maia for this audience. So um, who's the best Brazilian fighter in MMA history, Vicente? Man, uh, if I were to go with what I Minnesota? like, I would go it's with Minnesota. Vitor Belfort. But for me, it's either Vitor Belfort or Shogun, because Shogun is my favorite fighter. <laughs> You know, I've, I've always uh, inspired myself. When I was young, I used to fight with the bad boy shorts just like him. Right. And, but from that list, it would have to be Anderson Silva. And, you know, realistically, as analyzing only for fights and for what he did, I think Anderson Silva is the, is the GOAT, even right. non-Brazilian. Okay. Yeah, no, I get that. Of course. Um, Minotauro, Nogueira, Shogun, who, yeah, I can't. Four choices, Kenfo. Well, we'll, we'll get back to that <laughs> later. Um, all right. So 30 years old, over 30 professional fights at this point. I don't know how many children you want to have. I would say two or less. You don't need three or more. That, that just becomes a real hassle. Um, but over under 40 total fights before you retire. I had you at 29 right now, but how many more? I mean, when do you think about how many more you have in you? It professionally, I mean, they say it's 29, but I counted two from the Ultimate Fighter because they were sure. three rounders, both of them. So that's why I say 31 fights. And I don't know. Uh, I don't have a number. I don't chase a number of how many fights I want to have. But I like to stay active. Uh, last year, I fought two times. 2020 also I fought two times and I don't know for me the perfect number would be three I had a I think 20 from 2018 to 2019 in 12 months I was able to have five fights so I don't know I want to stay active I like to to fight that's why I have so many fights and uh, maybe until I'm sure that until 36 37 I can fight and we'll see it's it's many years many fights to have so yeah I'll, I'll think that i'll go over 40 maybe close to 50 fights it's a young man kenny you know he's born in 1991 i mean kemflo was like 15 when you were born beside hey i'm just <laughs> just back on my sheet you know um hey man we are so happy for you you know and just to see you and gilbert rise in this division together and um you know, anyone who knows anything knows you weren't going to fight each other, but it's massively exciting that you have this main event against Bilal Muhammad. And certainly if you win that uh, and get that finish, which is your customary, uh, probably looking at a championship opportunity. So safe travels. Thanks for fitting us in and uh, wish you guys all the best on your quest to become the greatest in the world, my man. Thank you for the time. Thank you guys for the invitation. And it's my pleasure. Whenever you guys want to talk to me again, I'll be available. 
My man. No, we're going to talk. We'll talk off the air about getting you a hot (laughs) microphone. But uh, there he is, folks, on social media at Luque Vicente, the UFC's number four ranked welterweight contender taking on Bilal Muhammad. Very interesting fight. Um, I'm not going to press him on the location. I don't know if it's going to be at the UFC Apex. It is a fight night headliner in April. It looks like it's the week after UFC 273, which is rumored to be in Jacksonville, Florida. Ray Longo, actually, I think, broke that news here on the Anakin Florian podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that's a main event, 25-foot apex, and uh, the first time around they fought like 90 seconds. So um, any early thoughts from uh, from your mind on uh, Vicente Luque and uh, and our guy Bilal Muhammad? Yeah, listen, really interesting fight, and I agree with him. And it's good to hear him say that he thinks it's going to be a totally different fight. I mean, Bilal is a, a completely different guy, especially right now. These are two of the hottest welterweights, uh, you know, in the UFC right now. And this could be a title eliminator as well. You know, you look at what these guys have done and how they've done it. Uh, Very, very interesting fight with a lot of stakes on the line. All right. Good stuff today from uh, from Vicente Luque. You know, it's amazing how understated he is. And then all of a sudden he starts cracking a mic and break down the whole goddamn welterweight division better than I can. Uh, thanks to Vicente Luque. Thanks to uh, to Max Griffin. Thanks to uh, Raymond Peter Longo for all of his valuable insight. Do you guys think he's better on a Sunday night? Let us know at Anna Florian Pod. Um, and thanks, of course, to the wonderful interns uh, who are vying to be a huge part of this show in 2022 more details to come on social media and the winner to be announced on next monday's show um with that for our executive producer cody Merrow and ken flow there on the west coast uh john and saying so long for now thank you all for supporting the show for subscribing all that good stuff brian merchandise and podcast.com we fucking love you uh we'll talk to you next week monday if not sooner uh you'll fucking later